0: This podcast is neither an accusation or confession. It's most of all an adventure. For death is not involved here. We stand face to face with movies. It will try simply to tell a generation of people who, even though they've watched plenty of films, are captivated by watching all of the best picture winners.
1: Well done, Mita.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I, I see you know tried to do sense. the
1: um, train spotting <laughs> thing.
0: Yeah. It was good.
1: It wasn't as good as train spotting. No. And I think that I mean, will be really more... hard to beat.
0: That's more fun in general.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you did very nice. Did you like pause it and then like copy it down?
0: Yeah. Okay. I paused it. I was reading it and then I was making it as I was reading it. Nice.
1: So did you like go back to do it? Like after that, you watched in the
0: moment. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is what I'm gonna do."
1: (laughs) That's really quick. Yeah. Then it's out of the way too.
0: I'm just so bright.
1: So bright. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How's it going, Mita?
0: I'm here. Yeah. I'm
1: also (laughs) present.
0: Present. Present. Yeah. Not tardy. Not no, tardy for not the party. tardy at all.
1: Mita, I was just finished editing the Broadway melody. Uh-huh. And I realized, first of all, I would like to tell you that, say, let's, let's go get undressed. Come on. Still makes me laugh. Like, to this moment, mm-hmm. it might be my favorite line ever because it's so okay. stupid. Yeah. But that's an aside. We didn't talk about the staircase last week.
0: We didn't,
1: and it's coming to an end.
0: It is, which is why on today's uh, outline I put yes. the staircase episode seven because yes. as of as of this moment, June on June seventh, we have watched all seven episodes. You have, yes. Okay, good. I didn't know where you were. But... I did.
1: I'm waiting for Thursday's oh.
0: final. There we go. How I've had like a weird. I really have been enjoying it, but I've been having like a weird like come-to moment with this, and it's that I'm very nervous that people are going to be watching this fictionalized version and think that everything in this is the facts.
1: Yeah, because even I'm starting to think that way. mm -hmm. And I know better. Like, I've seen the documentary and I know what actually happened. And I know, we don't know what Kathleen did in her life. And that giant fight that her and Michael have at the Chinese restaurant, we have no context to know if that actually happened. Actually happened or not, Yeah. yeah. So... There's a lot of questions that fictionalizing it is trying to answer.
0: Yes. And it's dangerous. Really dangerous. It is. Because there are people who don't... Uh, know the difference? Think, yeah, yeah. Who don't think about what they're consuming and then yeah. just kind of take it um, as is. And so if you're thinking about watching The Staircase, I do urge you to watch the documentary first. Because even though there is some bias there... Yeah. It is a really telling tale of what happened because it's literally a documentary. It's not um, somebody's version of it. That's said. Yeah.
1: This is less biased than that.
0: I feel like I know where HBO wants to go with it.
1: I think HBO hates Michael Peterson. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, who doesn't? The documentary (laughs) doesn't. No, I think... That is well. I was
1: talking about this with people at work, and like one of my managers, she was just like, Yeah, the documentary clearly thought he was innocent. Mm -hmm. This is very clear that, like, they're not trying to judge necessarily him, but they do not like him.
0: I haven't watched the documentary in a while, but I always walked away with it. Maybe that they didn't feel like he was innocent, but that they feel like he wasn't given a fair trial, which. I, yes. I don't know if the trial wasn't there necessarily, but then when it does come about, when you do find it, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Staircase or don't know anything about the case, but when you find out that, like, the blood splatter evidence was basically just made up yeah. and, like, not actual evidence well, That's what whatsoever. we're getting to now,
1: right? Like, with yeah. the arrest of Dwayne mm-hmm. in the last episode, that's definitely what we're getting to is the made-up blood splatter evidence. And the I remember specifically, and they might get to this, is they talked about how when... You have the blood force and the splatter mm-hmm. of the blood in order for in order to inflict the skull front, like the the fractures and the markings. They'd have to like it was really like like a
0: very particular yeah,
1: style of yeah. hit to make it work. Not mm-hmm. and, and it was not something that someone enraged would do.
0: Yes. But then like it's so interesting to see that
1: the way they in portray Germany,
0: it. in Germany, though, she died of like a very similar fracture to her head. Yeah. And in Germany, they don't ever included this in the documentary or on in this, but I do remember reading it somewhere that there was like, there was, was a woman who said there was so much blood, there was so much blood, but then it was actually shown that there actually wasn't very much. Oh, that's in the documentary? They, they
1: mentioned it in HBO too. It was in the, the HBO, okay. um, maid.
0: Yeah. But and, there actually wasn't that much and blood.
1: The, and he asked her, he says, you said there's so much blood, but there's not a spot of blood according to the like files. Yeah. Yeah. And she's um, so he said, What are you remembering? And she says something like, It's the visions I'm having. And he says, Visions are flat? Like there's a whole Oh yes, okay. Yeah, it, you the remember it's the I really remember it, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what I was gonna say is though, I think it's so interesting that they have such similar hits to the to the top of their yeah. heads and it reminds Have you ever watched The Sinner? No. No? Okay. And this in the TV show *The Sinner*, spoiler alert: mm-hmm. <laughs> Jessica Biel's character like attacks someone, and she attacks them in the same way that she had like attacked the, attacked somebody previously, or yeah. something like that. But essentially, like apparently, it can come to people like muscle memory if they have oh. gone through something traumatic, They just go back to what they're doing, yeah. or like um, in the thing about Pam. Mm-hmm. Or in the real case for the yeah. name of Pam. She, when she is finally arrested, she stabs herself with a pen. And her stab wounds are very similar to the stabs that were done on Betsy Faria. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's this concept that, like, when people go through, like, some sort of psychosis yeah. like that, they repeat the behavior yeah. that they once had done. And so I think that's, like, a really interesting thing to look at. But I never felt like the original case actually proved he did kill her and it's just too hard yeah. to prove.
1: To prove. Like, and the, I think the coincidence of it is just so dramatic to ignore. Yeah. Like it's just you can't just be like, oh, it just happened. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just too overwhelming of a piece of information. But like you mentioned, it's just it, it wasn't they couldn't prove something. So whether he did it or not, it's kinda irrelevant.
0: Have you read the articles of um from David, what's his last name? The lawyer, Rudolph? David. David Rudolph has come out recently and been like, I don't like the HBO show because they're they're missing X, Y, and Z. Um, and then also the documentary documentarian yeah. has come out as well, being like, no, this is not what's happening because apparently Sophie Sophie only edited it up to episode four, like that was oh, really it. yeah.
1: I did not know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then apparently the scene in which they have the like big discussion yeah. about whether they should include something, I. think I remember this, if I remember reading it correctly, but she actually wasn't involved in that at all. Hmm. So, the HBO (laughs) show is taking some liberties.
1: And they're allowed to, right? That's the whole function of it. And I think, like like you started this conversation with, there is a danger to this. Mm -hmm. And when you watch something like this, you start to believe it's true. There was something else, another like... So, so, the other thing I finished this week was The Dropout. Yes. With Amanda Seyfried and, and Naveen Andrews. And... Said. I <laughs> liked it overall. I would yes. give it a 7 out of 10. I think, okay. Amanda, I think Amanda Seyfried is great. Mm-hmm. The show itself I think is kind of like flip floppy. Mm. Like I don't think it maintains its consistency. I don't think, I think they do, It takes so long to build the ridiculous shit these people are pulling for so long that the yeah. comeuppance doesn't feel big enough.
0: Yeah, I walked away from that being like, I don't know what the thesis for this show is, like what you're trying to tell me, but I enjoyed watching it. And I enjoyed like following the story along. But I
1: feel like she needed a bigger moment of reckoning and it didn't happen. And so it feels very dissatisfying. And but that's the other thing that when you watch the dropout, I know I'm watching fiction, but I don't have anything to compare it to because there's no there's no singular uh Actually, there is a podcast, I know, but I haven't Mm. watched it or listened to it. Mm -hmm. So when I'm watching this, in my head, initially as you're watching it, I'm like, oh, this is how it happened. And then I have to go back and be like, probably not. Did
0: this happen? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Did this happen like this? What are the liberties they're taking? And like a lot of things do come back. Like they, they do shot for shot remakes of like interviews and things like that. And so yeah, I think when you're watching fictionalized drama, it's 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 a gray area
0: yeah it's a really interesting like i think it's really interesting to see these real stories be portrayed in a fictionalized way and to have this there but i also think like we live in a really dangerous time right now where like people just take things at face value and Mm -hmm. they don't do their research or they don't look into things or they don't even think about it Mm -hmm. they just absorb it and so i like i wonder like this could just potentially be very dangerous with, in the wrong hands, in the wrong eyes. Maybe, you know? but it's
1: something like, like when we watched Delvar, it was the same thing, right? There was yeah. no Irfan Khan character. Like, he was an amalgamation of many people, of many circumstances that happened. Mm-hmm. And a lot of movies do that, especially when it comes to true crime. A lot of, like, not just movies, but television shows will create characters. Like, in The Staircase, why is Jean Black...
0: Right, but like, then and, like the interesting thing about that though is like you couldn't do the reverse of that.
1: Yeah, if it was a black man, you couldn't like, turn it into a white man. You couldn't have a white man. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I get that. Like I like the character in the show, but like, yeah. it's a weird place it's just, to flex. It's
0: weird because it's the one spot that they have blind casting. Like everybody else is the same race. That and they, like looks similar to and, who they're playing. Yeah, but this is the one, one situation where it's different.
1: So that might, there might be a concerted effort to do that. and To show d-
0: you, like, it's not exactly like it's supposed to be. But that seems be. a weird
1: place to do it. Especially yeah. because then Sophie, like, Juliette Binoche with her gray hair and the haircut and, like, all of them are made to look like their real-life counterparts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then you hire a black guy to play a white guy. White
0: guy. Okay. Like, it's, it's, it's what are we doing a weird,
1: here? weird moment.
0: Mm-hmm. But anyways. But that last episode, it's coming. It's
1: coming and we're going to see coming. how it ends.
0: We'll talk about it next week. We'll
1: talk about it next week.
0: I think it was the bats.
1: I'm convinced it was animals of some sort. Some sort
0: Either of animal. Either the bats
1: or the mother F and L.
0: Or it was Michael. I I'm I also still open to that. It was you the,
1: don't? It was the owl. And <laughs> we had a meeting and when we were talking about it, she's like, Who do you think? And I was like, I told I said, I'm like, I think I don't wanna like <laughs> derail this meeting, but it was the owl. The
0: owl? Yeah. I'm 100% for the owl theory. That I, I mean, that rec-
1: that recreation, I was just like, that's how it happened. That's exactly how this played out. This is the one that makes the most sense.
0: <laughs> I was
1: very adamant about that.
0: I don't know how I feel about it entirely, but I do, I ugh, if only they could exhume her body so that we could take a look and see if there were feathers on it. We can't. And that's Caitlyn's choice.
1: That's Caitlyn's choice.
0: Let Caitlyn be. Leave Caitlyn alone. I'm worried about, like, the people involved here. I know. Yeah.
1: But you know what else is a choice, Meetha? What? That we watched. Oh. <laughs> all quiet on the Western Front this week.
0: Yes, it was a choice that we forced ourselves into. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this
1: was the Academy Award winner from 1931.
0: Mm-hmm. So first of all,
1: I just want to clarify... The Academy Awards were not the same time every year,
0: no, yeah, and so it kind of
1: screws up actually the timeline.
0: It eventually evens itself out, yeah.
1: but in the beginning, yeah. it's off.
0: it's really weird. yeah. They, so this was they had two award shows
1: on the same Was year. this for
0: thirty one or for thirty
1: this was for thirty one. like I'm so as I'm naming the episodes, I'm actually having to like go back and check and be like, what year was this corresponding to
0: and this so this award show happened in nineteen thirty.
1: Yeah. This
0: and the Broadway Melody happened in 1930. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're going to call this, but there wasn't one in 1931. There is. There is? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll look at, the- <laughs>
0: we'll talk about the administration <laughs>
1: of naming the episodes after. Yeah. Okay,
0: there we, we can, go. We
1: can do that later. But this week we did watch our third Academy Award winning film, All Quiet on the Western Front. Do you want to sure give us a discromita?
0: I will, Nadim. A German youth eagerly enters World War One, but his enthusiasm wanes as he gets a first hand view of the horror.
1: Horror. Horror. Yep, that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A war movie.
1: A war movie. This (laughs) movie, for let me just let me start off by saying. Okay. This movie has everything Mita hates.
0: (laughs) It has war.
1: It has white men. It has no women. It is over two hours.
0: But there are French women. So There are are three French French women who are portrayed to be slutty.
1: And that's it. Yep. So I am, the whole time, I was just like, I have my opinion. Mm -hmm. I am so curious to know what you thought of this.
0: (laughs) It took me... Like, three solid tries to get into this. Yeah. Wow. It took me a while because, as you just mentioned, it is all things I'm not really into (laughs) and, like, don't want to watch. And I, I... But while watching it, I was like, okay, why don't I like war movies? Yeah. Because, like, I do like history. I find history really fascinating. I like, you know, like, the... The psychological concepts behind like why a war starts Mm -hmm. and what happens and then even like exploring what it's like to be a soldier and how when you exit that field like what goes on in your life like that's all things that are interesting Mm -hmm. to me but actual war itself bores me a lot yeah (laughs) to the point like i can't watch like i didn't like 1917 yeah i didn't like saving private ryan um there was one like Thanksgiving, one of my cousins brought over Band of Brothers, and everybody was so excited to watch Band of Brothers. And I was like, "Okay, bye." Like, (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm not watching this with you all. Like, I just can't get into it. And I don't know what it is. Like, I still haven't figured it out. So Mm -hmm. you're gonna help me in this episode. That's what I decided. We're gonna deduce why I don't like it and why I think it's just so boring. But I also, for this movie, did try to keep an open heart towards it and try to understand why this would be an academy award winner and that i do understand Mm -hmm. because thinking of the time in 1930 when this was released
1: okay yeah whatever let's just say that whatever it was (laughs)
0: um we're not factual on this podcast we're like hbo's the staircase um (laughs) (laughs)
1: Based on fact.
0: Based on fact.
1: Inspired (laughs) by a true story.
0: (laughs) But when this was released, like, I... How um, crazy would it be to see this on the screen for the first time? To see war depicted Mm -hmm. in such a realistic manner? And I think it's probably the first time that it's ever kind of been shown that way because all you would ever hear are people's stories. And mm-hmm. sure, they're telling you what the battlefield is like and what they have to go through and how they were stuck in the trenches. And and hearing it is one thing. And reading it, too, because this is based off of a book. Mm-hmm. But then to actually have the visual medium of mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what it's like to be on the front lines and to be fighting yeah. with other soldiers. like That, to me was pretty spectacular to see for that like what it was for the first time essentially Mm -hmm. for people. And so I can appreciate that part of it, Mm -hmm. but I really just like, I don't understand why it's used as entertainment. Like why do people want to continue to see these stories? Like one time, okay, maybe Mm -hmm. you get an idea, but uh, the other thing I find about war movies is that it is just so redundant and repetitive. Like a lot of them have the same idea behind them. Mm. And I can't get behind it. Yeah, I get that. Cancel war movies. All of them. Yeah, all of them. Are there any coming out? Like <laughs>
1: probably. Meet that. There's always war movies coming out.
0: And that's the other thing. Like America has been in war for like I know.
1: but they like, uh, like Two hundred
0: years. Like, yeah, they like it. Yeah, the they love like
1: it. They like. War. Well, I don't
0: want to say that, but like. Well, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of them, most of yeah. them like war, and I don't get it. It's the I pursuit of
1: freedom, whatever that means. how do you feel (laughs) (laughs) I loved this really yeah I really really like this I was really Mm -hmm. I have very strong opinions I love this I instantly was kind of like okay this is what a best picture winner should look like I completely understand why it won I completely think it's justified I it's, it's not perfect I do completely get why this one. Mm-hmm. So much so that yes. I'm actually going to revise my rating for Broadway Melody.
0: Whoa. Because Let I... Me get out the yeah, chart. Yeah, get out the chart. Because
1: <laughs> while I was watching this, I was like, I was trying to give... I didn't do it with wings. I think I gave wings a little bit of leeway. But with Broadway Melody, I was really like, maybe at the time things weren't sophisticated. Filmmaking or story writing, acting, maybe they weren't like... They were, And I mentioned it. I just finished editing the episode. I mentioned it at one point. Maybe they were trying to figure it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A year later, they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show that the Broadway melody just didn't do it. And I think I get why it won was still the fact that it was this, like, the first musical. And I think the seeing the production on, on screen was probably amazing at the time. Mm-hmm. But as a film, it is quite poor. And so I gave it two and a half stars. I actually want to drop it to one and a half stars.
0: Whoa. Yeah, I I felt very
1: strongly. I felt very strongly about that, especially after watching this, because this is really good. Yeah. I actually think it's very well made. There isn't a great storyline here. We're really just following the lives of these soldiers from the start of when they enlist to the end of when they, as they pass. And there's so much to be gained from that insight that this provides and everything you're saying, I totally agree with that. Like imagine seeing this for the first time and finally understanding what war is, but Mm -hmm. also to understand why people went to war and what they thought of it and the like romanticism associated with it. That I think people nowadays take for granted, like we know what war is and it's not pretty, Mm -hmm. but in nineteen. 20 when world war 1 was happening or sorry 1914 to 1918 14. whatever that was when that was happening and people had no context and the the notion that you're going to fight for your country is so great and so brave but you have yes. I can yes. totally see getting what swiped up in that and totally I totally would have been like let's go fight for the country we'll be back in a few days like that notion of not having any context context this is a movie in 1930 that Sells its point so well. I think, I think this is still relevant. It's still interesting. It's incredibly well made. I don't know how they did half of these war scenes with the bombs and the things. Like I don't know in 1930 how you did those kind of things without faking it like they probably didn't have the same ability to fake things and there was obviously no like computer generated anything it's all practical effects but like mm-hmm. how do you blow up bombs or how do you landmine mm-hmm. things without killing someone in it, like inevitably that's amazing i think there's the cinematography is out of this world i think for 1930 i'm like i'm meta Mitha's face is a little like bored right now because i i really was i was really impressed by this and i think i have
0: a thought and i'm trying not to lose it sure that's don't why. lose I'm, your thought so i'm, I'm almost you. done
1: <laughs> I, I'm i really glad this was early on as well because I think it course corrected for me my expectations. Mm. That this is what a Best Picture winner looks like. Yeah. I really think that. And now I can judge things properly. I think Broadway mm. Melody was kind of like this. Maybe this is just what it is. And this is what it's going to be like until we start to, you know, refine and become more sophisticated in our filmmaking style. No, man. And the year later, they figured it out. So... Clearly it's there. And now this is going to decide how I feel about this. And I think I finally feel like I can approach the next like 95 movies appropriately. Those are my thoughts. Okay. Initially. yeah.
0: I, I totally agree with you in that like this compared to the Broadway Melody, this is insane. Insanely different. It's not even a year, I think, though. Like this came out yes. in nineteen thirty as well. Like yeah. it's not even it's in the same year. Mm-hmm. So like why did something that's so like lackluster and just yeah. it's Broadway Melody is literally like just there. This is ten times yeah. what that movie is. So it's it's exciting to see the Academy like kind of get to the this point of like, okay, this is what we yeah, what this is what we're gonna hold movies up to. Yeah. Like this is a standard now, which is exciting. But my what popped into my mind as you were Mm -hmm. speaking about this, you talked about how it's this anti-war movie and it's Mm -hmm. showing you what war is really like and how it's demystifying sort of the romanticism that comes with wanting to enlist and wanting Mm -hmm. to serve your country and protect your country. Do you feel, and I feel like film and other mediums have the power to make change and to affect things, but then you look so many, not too many years later, And another war happens and you have more men enlisting and you have this continued history for years to come. Why isn't a movie like this saying to men of this country, like, no, (laughs) like, let's not do this. But isn't it?
1: That's what this is saying, right? The whole idea that it's essentially saying that war is so futile. And is it worth what we lose when we lose the youth of our our country? What is the point of this?
0: But we, well, not you and me, obviously, and um, Canada have, yeah. like a different stance on it. But the U.S. is still going to war. It's still.
1: I mean, doesn't that come, not
0: in the same realm? Yeah. But
1: I, I think. I mean, we're very
0: close to it.
1: Yeah, I do think <laughs> yeah. that. I, I think what you say about World War II is really interesting because we're going to see the movies that we're releasing as a world war was happening.
0: Yeah. That's going to be... insane. It's wild. It's
1: really fascinating, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, I mean, it takes a few years. Like, we're going to see, we're experiencing history. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to see what released the year India became independent. Like, there's going to be, (laughs) like, weird things like that. Like, we're going to, we're walking through history right now. And I'm really, when I was watching this, I was just like, oh, I'm really curious to know what the years when World War II was happening will look like.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and like how that affected. Well, I think I shared with you this TikTok that I saw like a little while ago where this girl was like deducing like certain periods of time promote like certain types of movies. Mm -hmm. And so like right now we're in this whole um, multiverse universe. But then like in the previous decade, it was all about like zombies and stuff. And the decade before was, I can't remember what her examples were. But like throughout time, you can kind of tell what what was the culture thinking in the moment? Like mm-hmm. what was what were people kind of going through? And so this is really interesting to me to start like with something like Wings, which also is about war. Yeah. But it's it's vastly same war. different. The same war. yeah, Vastly different though. Yeah and tonally. so much more hokey and like yeah. hey, we're just two kids in <laughs> yeah. the war. We're flying planes. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're blowing bubbles. Like yeah. and then you have Which this is still which maintaining is just, that like, romanticism. Brutal. Yes. Yes. Right. This is showing the brutality of it. Yeah. But I also still think, though, like I would like to I didn't look it up, but I maybe should have looked at like what enlistment numbers maybe in 1914 were compared to what they were at the start of World War II, Yeah. And see, like, did this have any sort of effect on it?
1: Well, this was originally all. a book that was That's then true. turned into this movie
0: mm-hmm. that
1: Hitler hates. <laughs> that was banned in Germany. That's my fun fact. Yeah. that I
0: put there. Did you see that? I did. Hitler it, hates it. there was
1: one <laughs> of the things I read, and Gobel uh, also hates it. And like it was, it was banned, and it was a part of the book burning that happened mm-hmm. because it was deemed anti-country, I guess. And I think is he Jewish? The guy, the man who wrote this, or it was um... deemed but it was made by a bunch of Jewish people, so that like that played a part in it somewhere, I think. Yeah. But the movie was banned as well. Which is super interesting when you think about it, that this movie yes. that is anti-war was then denounced by someone who started the greatest war. You know, super fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think enlistment is also, you were forced to enlist as well. Right? Like, if you were a man of a certain age, you were forced to enlist. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a choice. Mm. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, this will take a little bit more research and maybe World War I was voluntary and that's why World War Two was not.
0: This is true. I'm just thinking about Captain America.
1: Oh God, me <laughs> the.
0: <laughs> and how bad he wanted to join the war. Do you know what I mean? But that's like, romanticizing it, right? Romantic- yeah, but that's, I wish. That's... And I guess movies didn't have the same pull that they do today. Like you can literally, anybody, even someone in like a small town in... Missouri can find a movie that they really want to. There's a way to get access to that movie. But like back then.
1: Yeah. Who was watching this?
0: There, so it was few and far between. Yeah.
1: This was also yeah. the start of the Great Depression. So mm-hmm. people didn't have as much money. I looked at like box office numbers for a few of the, f- the future coming movies while we're in the Depression. And a lot of them, like our next week's movie Cimarron, actually was a box office dud. And it lost money. So in comparison?
0: In comparison like, to what it yeah. cost.
1: So, you know, if you don't have money, are you going to see this movie about don't go to war? But maybe that's also coming from a perspective where you have choice. Mm. You know, my, you... my choice is to go see something fun and light rather than something serious. Or is this the only thing? And you're like, oh, I hear it's a good movie. Let's go see it. And that's it.
0: Which I think kind of bodes to what, why the other two were Best Picture winners. That we watched, like Wings and the Broadway Melody, it was lighter fair. So yeah. maybe people were kind of suffering at the time. Yeah. What else was nominated that year? Let me look at it.
1: So it's uh, The Big House.
0: Oh, yeah, The Big House.
1: Disraeli? Disraeli? The <laughs> Who? The Divorcee. <laughs> The Divorcee? The Divorcee.
0: With Kate Hudson. And and it all. might
1: be the movie that is actually that, that that Kate Hudson movie is based on. Oh. And then The Love Parade.
0: None of which I have heard of. Yeah, none of have these. You? I
1: haven't heard of any of these.
0: Interesting. Norma Shearer in The Divorcee. Yeah. Interesting. The Kate Hudson movie is Le Divorce, I Le think, divorce, actually. Divorce, yeah.
1: Yeah. I... yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's a silent fall. No, it's not. Never mind. I was talking about Disraeli.
0: Yeah, and I think the
1: the issue with this podcast right now, at least, it is there's no comparison, right? It's true. I it's watched hard this, to... and I think it should have won Best Picture. That's my stance on it. But I also mm-hmm. haven't seen anything else to be able to, like, assert that opinion.
0: Can I say, though, that I watched this, and then I was like, okay, hey, like, let me in my own mind compare it to the other war movies that i have seen since Mm -hmm. and part of me blames this for those (laughs) for what what those are today because like they do kind of follow suit and then the other part of me though does see that this is a standout amongst those and like this is one of its one of its one of a kind and those other ones are just sort of this like bastardized version of what this actually is and this just feels like it is so much more effective as a film because of the time it was released yeah
1: and i also think so i think the biggest comparison for this is probably saving private ryan Mm -hmm. which is also trying to show the futility of war and the Mm -hmm. the lasting effects of what happened but steven spielberg uses extreme violence and the depiction of that like uh, like a accurate war violence to get that point across. That's the whole point of Saving Private Ryan. And that's what people gravitate towards. People really love Saving Private Ryan and were so shocked that Shakespeare and Love beat it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was on the... Anyways, maybe I'll keep that to myself.
0: Well, but yeah, we're going to get there eventually. Next year. I think. Who knows? <laughs> maybe
1: even the year after that. We'll see. But... Yeah, so Saving Private Ryan does that. But I think what this does so much better is it's not using one thing. It's not a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. This is really... it's, And it is the story of the people, right? It's the story of these kids. And to watch these kids be excited and then to watch them essentially be picked off one by one, it's really it's, quite... It's hard. It's hard and it's very sad and you know where it's going. And I think because it's so old and there is... It's that last shot, for instance of Paul trying to get the butterfly and then being shot. You've seen that in so many newer movies, but watching this, it still felt you knew what you were watching. Like, I knew, I was like, oh, this is the movie that started that kind of, like, idea. Because do you ever remember there was that movie called, I think, The Thin Red Line? Yeah. Yeah, and it was also about the futility of war and about the beauty, uh, like, that you're surrounding you amongst all of this, like, garbage and blah, 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 blah. This is that. Right. There's a butterfly sitting in a war field and you're just trying to, you know, it's in arm's reach and then you're killed by it. Like, you know, that's Mm. the kind of idea behind it. And this is to be able to see what has inspired so much. I think that's quite marvelous. Like to to be able to see that this has had that effect and that inspiration on so much cinema that we have since seen. And we're going to see that in like other things as well, because I think this was probably more influential than something like Wings
0: totally I, yes i can see this definitely being that like stronger influence but i also feel like it's now such a genre that's just like overdone like it's not there's nothing new that's coming with it and so like watching this is very it's interesting because then i'd start to think like okay like why why are we not finding more originality these days like why isn't a different story being told and there's so many different vantage points or something like a war mm-hmm. that could be told but instead we always get this like this storyline and like I think there are different ways to tell the story and people aren't doing it
1: so is your opinion that this was good and that we don't need the remakes like I'm still not sure I understand where you sit
0: yes well maybe you should wait till my reading well me <laughs> Yes, I, I, I did enjoy this for what it is because I can appreciate this is one first of its kind. Like mm-hmm. there ha- weren't more movies made like this after. And even in terms of like the original source material, like there weren't a lot of books that explained what this was. And for something in 1930 to depict war so vividly and to be able to like achieve the shots that they did, mm-hmm. but then also still like it 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 doesn't have like a a strong storyline or a strong thought. No. It's sort of like you're moving along with it. But that's also what I imagine being in a war is like, like you're not, yeah, you know, you're not driven by yeah. any story. You kind of just have to go day by day and like stuck it, suck yeah, it up suck essentially it up. Yeah. and go through it. And I, I do admire that and I do appreciate that. But as a genre, I personally have never liked it. And I'm only used to like what I have seen in the last mm-hmm. 30 years, essentially, or, like, I've seen older films, but I've only been on the planet for 30 years. That's yes. how young I am, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I only know what I know. And what I know is that I don't like it. And so I'm kind of, like, in the standstill of, like, oh, like, this is this is good. And I, I mean, should I just go into my rating? No, it's too early. Okay. <laughs> I have more
1: things I want to talk about, actually.
0: Okay. You, I'll get there when we get there, then. You keep talking.
1: One thing being. Yes. Talk to me about this dislike of war movies
0: Mm mm-hmm it is and this is what i've been trying to deduce like what is it about it that bores me i don't like is
1: it the lack of women
0: that could potentially be it because if there's nothing there that's really compelling to me Mm -hmm. and like typically like there aren't very compelling men like there aren't telling me like i'm never like oh i want to know more about this character do you know what i mean can you give me an
1: example of a war movie or a movie's set in war that you like and like let's define what war movie is
0: so like i like something like jojo rabbit
1: okay so that takes place is set during, during a war time
0: yeah. it's not necessarily telling you about the battles yeah but it's telling you what life was like during that specific time and specifically is from the point of view of a child yeah. who is who is german and like wants to who believes in Hitler and, like, essentially wants to be a Nazi. When I say it out loud, I always feel horrible. But, (laughs) yeah, it is a really interesting story.
1: What about The Pianist?
0: I don't remember. I know I've seen The Pianist, but I don't remember it. That's the other thing, though. It's, like, didn't leave, like, a memorable stance to me. But I do remember being moved by it, and I remember crying.
1: It's incredible. The Pianist is a beautiful movie, which is (laughs) complex because it's Roman Polanski. But... It is marvelous as a film.
0: I was just really young when I watched yeah. it. Yeah. And, and like, it's also not the kind of thing that I'm like, I want to watch again.
1: Well, maybe we'll watch it whenever... Because it was nominated for Best Picture that year.
0: But I also... I like *Inglorious Bastards, which isn't necessarily about the battle.
1: But that's also like... That is fiction. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is... That is storytelling.
0: That is... Yes. I So I think that's yeah. kind of what we're getting at yeah. here is I like a story. I want yeah. someone... I, and I also, I think like, I understand the detriment of war and I understand like the horror and I understand that people are sacrificing their lives for us every single day. I, as a person can't absorb that because it's really difficult to, Mm -hmm. and like, it gets me to an emotional place that I don't want to be in. Mm Whereas like I, when I watch films and when I watch entertainment, mm-hmm. I mainly want to be entertained. Yeah. And I think you can still have storytelling that tells the same idea of like war is bad and war is hard. And these people are doing something that I would never want to do. And, mm-hmm. and I commend them for that. Mm-hmm. But I also think like you can still entertain me at the same time. You can still give me like a little something, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: There's also like very little war films that give you, I can't think of any at the top of my head, that do give you the perspective of a woman.
1: Yes, I can think of Atonement. That's one of them. Okay. But what about Dunkirk?
0: I haven't seen Dunkirk. What? Mm-hmm.
1: You love Christopher Nolan.
0: I know and I still haven't. Are you serious? I, I, my dad and my sister went without me and I'm still mad about it. And so I think I still haven't seen it You possible. haven't
1: seen Dunkirk and we just Mm-mm. did an entire season. I love Harry of Styles. Movie? Are you I serious? Love- <laughs> I... <laughs> I cannot believe you haven't
0: seen... You love Christopher Nolan. That's the Nolan. one Harry Styles is in, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: okay. You love Christopher Nolan. I know, and I still haven't seen but it. But why? What has prevented you?
0: I don't know. I never... I didn't get the opportunity to see it. I am, I am
1: it. blown away because you...
0: <laughs> I is can't, it on any
1: streamers? It must be. If not, I own it. <laughs> I'm yelling. <laughs> I know. I'm just so surprised.
0: <laughs> Let me just see where I can find it. Hold on. And it's short. Is, it's is like it an hour and a half. Homework? Is this my homework for others? Oh my God. Summer?
1: Absolutely, it's homework. Let okay. First start. of all, it's an hour and 46 minutes.
0: Oh, wow. It's, it's from like, maybe 27- it's Yeah.
1: It's in tw- from 2017. There is, I'm sorry. You have no reason not to have watched this.
0: It was 2017. Yes. I was poor in 2017. That's totally why I didn't go see it. <laughs> I was like, I had moved to Toronto. I was poor. Like, I said Toronto. What's wrong you with said me? Toronto. Oh, it's, not- yeah. <laughs> it's Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. No, it's not on any streamers, too. But in 2017, I was, I was poor and I wasn't going to see okay, movies. Okay, you can
1: come watch it at my house. <laughs> I am just... I don't know what to say.
0: Well, I like it. <laughs> it's a, also, the, it's a war movie, so I probably was just like, eh, I'll let yeah, that one be. But it's
1: Christopher Nolan. And I feel like for you, that would have trumped... Like, you would have been like, oh, see, Noel knows what he's doing. Let me see what this <laughs> is about.
0: I, I, yeah, I don't know. It was 2017. I will say were... this,
1: without, like, hyping it or anything. Yeah. This is what he did after Interstellar. Mm-hmm. I did not like Interstellar. Yeah. But when I saw this, I was just like, oh, this is why Christopher Nolan is who he is.
0: Okay. Okay. I will, I'll give it a go. Oh, it <sighs> has Barry Keogh in it, too.
1: Mita, I just don't know what to say anymore.
0: And Mark Rylance.
1: Yes. There's a lot of, like... I anyways, but there's no women in it and it is about um, war.
0: But it's Nolan. He doesn't do women well. No, he doesn't. So I don't. Oh, Tom Hardy. Yeah, there's <laughs> a
1: lot of people in this. Christopher Nolan okay. has only done one woman well and her name is Selena Kyle. <laughs> and there, he should have made a whole movie about her. Yeah. Starring one Anne Hathaway.
0: She's pretty great. Great in yeah. that. I like She's her that a lot. She's
1: wildly underwritten and underused in that film.
0: Oh, she—he could have used her so oh, much God. more.
1: And you know who he shouldn't have used is Marion Cotillard. But anyways,
0: he loves Marion. I know. <laughs> he waited for Marion to be available.
1: Did he? Is that it, what it was? I can't remember
0: if it's for that one or, or if it was for Inception. But there was one where she was pregnant, and he like waited.
1: None of them seem like he waited. Maybe The Dark Knight Rises.
0: I think it was Rises.
1: Remember when she dies? Ugh. Such a terrible death
0: scene. Remember when it's supposed to be a big reveal that she's yeah. his daughter? But yeah. it's like, we all knew that. We all that knew that, internet.
1: yeah. <laughs> this is not a mystery. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Batman. The Dark
0: Knight Rises, a war movie as well.
1: <laughs> I'm just, Dunkirk is really surprising. Because, I. I anyways, you're going to have to watch it.
0: Just okay, let so... me know when
1: you're coming over. Because, <laughs> like... A, blown away right now yeah as for let's let's move on as for war movies from a woman's perspective atonement is one of them okay it's probably one of the only ones i can think of there is sophie's choice there are a few of them but i want a strong
0: female perspective though like when i i know you're gonna hate this but the first captain america isn't like other superhero films it's not (laughs) It is a war movie in itself. And you have the character of Peggy Carter there. And yes, more could be done with her. But at least you have that imagery of this like strong woman involved with the army who's fighting for what she believes in and who will go at any length to do what she believes is right.
1: You done. Yeah, if your soapbox.
0: Also, the first Wonder Woman is technically a war movie then too.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. But she's annoying.
1: Yeah, I don't not. I didn't. I don't I
0: like Diana Prince. but
1: <laughs> I don't either.
0: Actually, sorry, I don't think I like Gal Gadot.
1: I don't like Gal Gadot either.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page.
1: But my wife, we went and saw Wonder Woman in theater and my wife started having contractions. <laughs> and then she was just like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. And I'm like, we can go. And she's like, no, let's finish the movie. And then we finished the movie and she's just like, I'm having contractions.
0: Contractions? Oh my gosh. Yeah, but
1: she was having them for a few days. Anyways, there you side go. note. Before we get to ratings, because we should get there. I yes. want to know, did this deserve to win Best Picture? I think we know the answer, but just officially.
0: My official answer is yes, this yeah. deserved to win Best Picture, especially when we're doing a contrast and comparison from the last two winners. Yeah. This is like, it's so strange to me that it's literally like less than a year Months apart, apart yeah. from the last one. And it is light years above what that what the Broadway melody yeah. is. Um, just in terms of everything, even the acting as well. Like Even the technical. Yeah like it's it's yeah. kind of wild yeah. to watch those two be, but they also at the same time are very different but yeah. that is a lot of what i was trying to to express last week is like it's totally broadway melody was totally capable of having yeah. the same kind of yeah. like wow factor that chicago had years to come because when you look at this like There are things that could have been done to make this more exciting. Costumes could have been more vibrant. There could have been more glitz and glamour. Like you can still have a flashy movie even if it's in black and white. And I just didn't feel like that that was there for Mm -hmm. the Broadway melody.
1: Yeah. Okay. All back to Chicago again. Mm. (laughs) I also It always leads back to Chicago. Chicago. I clearly think this should have won. I, I haven't seen anything else, but I can say that almost 100 years later, watching this, I was definitely like, no, this definitely was the best movie that year. Because mm-hmm. there's not a movie better than this that year. I can say that with some certainty. This was definitely the best thing. I think it, it sets the bar really high for what that award is. And I think this is the kind of movie, more than Wings and definitely more than a Broadway, The Broadway Melody, of what Best Picture means. Yes. And we're going to see a lot of movies not meet this, and a handful of them actually do. And that's going to be interesting, because I think for me, this set a new bar.
0: Hmm.
1: Sequel, prequel ideas?
0: I actually didn't have any. Yeah.
1: Because it really yeah. does, it's very encompassing, it's right? It's just,
0: it does what it does. Yeah. You don't need, and like, I don't want a sequel to this. I don't like war. Like, yeah, it's, I know. Yeah, not oh. just war movies, just like war.
1: Did you know there is a sequel to this?
0: Oh, what is it? All yeah. loud on the Eastern front? <laughs> no,
1: it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it's apparently about when soldiers come back home, how they,
0: oh. you know,
1: come back to society. That's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. It's probably not a fun movie. Mita,
0: hmm. what's your rating? Okay. <laughs> back to my thought from the fuller. Yes. <laughs> I... There was something else that we had watched last season where I was like, this is what I blame for the tropes, but I still really enjoy... Oh, All About Eve. When we watched All oh, About yeah. Eve... You loved All like, About Eve. I loved All About Eve. Yeah. But I also think it it's in large part of why there's like all these lame tropes in the media of women hating women, okay. because like, I think that movie kind of plays into it. Mm-hmm. But the movie plays into it, but does a, does a successful job of like taking your mind off of it. Yeah. Actually, yes. But anyways... Um, just like All About Eve, mm-hmm. this movie has a point to it and it makes its point loud and clear. It's not all quiet yeah. on the Western, right? It's it bad. is there. And it's very it, loud. It, and it is the right point, in my opinion, yeah. as well. Like, I don't think we should romanticize what it is to serve your country. Mm-hmm. And I wholeheartedly respect the people that do that every single day. Mm-hmm. I think for me, when it's fictionalized, that's what really bugs me, mm-hmm. is that... Because as years come after this movie has presented itself, it is romanticized. It's given, you know, there's some fluff to it. It's not as severe as you would actually want it to be. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that, like, I mentioned in Gloria's Bastards is about a war. But, like, the killing in that or the scalping in that is still, like, very entertaining. And It's I think extreme. That that's,
1: like it's, it's extreme. It's extreme. Like it's not trying to fictionalize something. It's a fable.
0: Yes, yeah. exactly. It's almost like leaning towards satirical. Yeah. And I think when it, you when people go through something so horrid, oh, harrowing? harrowing? Harrowing. Horrid. <laughs> I forgot harrowing. the word. Yeah. When people go through that, I and it's odd that we started off with the staircase and talked about it yeah. too. <laughs> it's just... It doesn't feel, doesn't sit right with yeah. me when we watch a fictionalized version of mm-hmm. that. Like, I would actually much rather watch a documentary speaking with veterans mm-hmm. and what their experiences were like then, what their lives were like afterwards, mm-hmm. how they were treated. Like, I think there's so much more that we could be doing in the real world when it comes to this specific genre that isn't being done. Mm-hmm. And I also just find that it is very redundant and repetitive. And as the years come, I'm sure we're going to have more Best Picture winners that also are representing war times. And I'll probably be making the same spiel. So just, like, get used to it now.
1: I mean, we'll be watching The <laughs> Hurt Locker, Schindler's List.
0: There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Saving Private Ryan, we will have to watch. Well, to compare. We have to have the comparison to Shakespeare
0: <laughs> I was like, no we, no, we don't. We can watch no. Shakespeare no, in Love. Watch the <laughs> but there will be more yeah, war. Be... And I think... I very much enjoyed watching this because it's the first of its kind and it I did find it quite spectacular considering the time that this came out um what it was saying as well because I also have always kind of felt like war um world war one at least was a little bit more accepted um and like you don't hear as many horror stories about world war one than you do as world war two granted like there are worse things to come. Yeah. Um but you don't you know, I think people kind of forget about World War 1 sometimes. Yeah. And like what those
1: it's overshadowed by World War 2.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And you know, World War 2 kind of presents itself, you know, a little bit fancier, a little bit more prepared, a little bit more yeah. structured, and that is because of World War 1. And so it's was interesting to see the story from that perspective and to see a soldier who you know is coming to this realization of like this isn't what i thought it was going to yeah. be why am i doing this to myself and so i did enjoy those aspects and i did enjoy seeing sort of the i'm saying technical advances but like they're not advances of that time because that is what was available like yeah. i'm enjoying seeing like what they were capable yes of at that time because that to me like i when i was watching the explosions in this and the fighting in this I kept having to remind myself, like, this is 1930s. Like, this is... That's pretty wild that they were able to accomplish things like this because you could compare it to some of the ones today. And I actually think it would be, like, like, thinking about something like 1917. Mm -hmm. Like, I I mean, obviously, there are are mass differences in terms of sound and visuals, but, like, essentially, it's the same. There's very similar. Those
1: fight sequences feel very
0: similar. Yes. And so, like, that's pretty... Amazing. I don't know what that says about Sam Mendes, but like, it's pretty, pretty amazing to see that. And so I did appreciate those aspects of it. I think like I'm kind of in this like hard place because I really do appreciate this for what it is. And I do think it's a really great film and totally deserves this win. But it also has now fed into this genre that I've just grown to dislike and mm-hmm. really just don't love at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing at a three. Okay. I think that that's where I am. Okay. Three out of five.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: But I also think uh, everybody should watch this.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Everyone. All, all of you. Yeah, all of the people. Not a single listening. one of you shouldn't
1: watch it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree with what you're saying, that I think this movie, the purpose of it was noble to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, the thesis of this movie is very sincere, very genuine, and all of that. But the bastardization of what it... what like became of it Mm -hmm. I think that's I completely understand that that's kind of hard to watch and I think we're going to experience that with a lot of genres I think when we watch it happen one night we're going to see what happened to the romantic comedy and that's going to be painful because I like when you see the devolution of a genre that at one point was great and served a purpose like the war movie like this and I think that's what makes this so great is that it walks in with a singular purpose and it exits having achieved that purpose. It's not complex. It's just an extremely, and I said this last week, filmmaking could be complicated and it can be intricate plotting or it could be simple storytelling done very well. And that's exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. This is not a complex screenplay. You understand characters and their motives. And while you're watching this, you know, it's a movie, but you're like, this is, I can see this is how they lived. Like it feels very much like when I'm watching 1917 and all the historical accuracy and all the technical advancements have obviously are put in place in order to give us a realistic portrayal of what has happened. But I still feel like I'm watching a movie, mm-hmm. whereas this might not even be as accurate or maybe it's as, as, obviously not as technically advanced. But when they're in a bunker and the shelling and the bomb dropping is driving these people literally insane i'm trying to sit there and be like wow what would it be like if you couldn't sleep because you were being bombed and mm. you were just forced to make do
0: yeah
1: where you couldn't you eat you couldn't treat drink you couldn't shit you couldn't shower you couldn't do like you're sitting Anything. there waiting for death mm. and that's what this movie really truly encapsulates there's also other things. The cinematography, I cannot express. For like a, a filmmaking geek, it is really quite something to watch. The cinematography is amazing. It is beautiful. It is technically marvelous. There are shots that could be framed. It's so nicely done. Which is, again, when you look at the Broadway melody, you're like, what was this? <laughs> what, really, what was this movie then? And why did it win? I, I cannot. I, it must be the fact that it was a musical. I cannot attribute anything else to it. I can see why this is so important as a film. I, th- I can see why people still regard it so importantly. I would absolutely urge everyone to watch this. It's an example of a black and white film that will hold your attention. And yeah, it is a black and white movie about war. and it could be a little shorter. I will give it that. But I think it is worthy and deserves all the praise put on it. And that, I think, is going to be a rare thing to hear this season. I don't think many of the Best Picture winners are going to be movies that are going to be as memorable as this. And so for those reasons, I am giving this four stars.
0: Four stars. Yeah. Okay. I also was just looking up the release dates for the Broadway Melody, which the Broadway Melody was released on February 1st, 1929. All Quiet on the Western Front was... April 21st, 1930. So a year later. Yeah. In one year. But their one Academy
1: Awards were like yeah. within the same year.
0: Within the same year. It was year. weird. Yeah. 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 The third Academy Awards was hosted on November 5th, 1930. Yeah. And then the second was April 3rd, 1930. Okay. So All Quiet on the Western Front hadn't even come out when the second yeah. one had. Okay. They, need, they were just getting their shit together. Yeah. They were trying to figure things out.
1: One thing I'm going to try to do, and I tried to do that with this movie, is I really want to look at what happened that year in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah, Like, to see... That's, like, interesting. ...what was happening, especially, Mm -hmm. like, when you look up... the The crash for the Great Depression actually happened the year the Broadway melody came out.
0: Oh, interesting. Which
1: is interesting, right? And maybe... Like, I think that evolution of what was happening in the world and how it affected these movies and the perception of this growing 200 body of people... I think that's going to be really interesting. Especially mm-hmm. because next week yeah. in 1931, 32, whatever year it is, we'll figure yeah. it out. We are watching
0: Cimarron. Cimarron,
1: a movie I did not know existed until. Terrific this as
0: all creation. Yeah. Cimarron. Yeah. That's the tagline for Cimarron. Let's, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: I have no idea what this is about or who's in it. I've never heard of it before.
0: I think it's an RKO picture, which, like, is just very exciting to me.
1: <laughs> We're going to find out. Yep. It's going to be an interesting... It is an RKO radio Ooh, movie. So exciting. Yep. But we are watching Cimarron.
0: Oh, and I just read a quick thing. Well, maybe I'll save it for save next Save it for next week,
1: week, week. Yeah. Because right now, Mitha, it's time for our little game.
0: <gasps> it is. Do, we don't have a name for this one, eh? No. And we don't no, have a theme okay. song for it. But it's time for the game in which I'll explain to our listeners again so they don't get confused. So our plan for the season is to introduce the next movie by connecting one Best Picture winner to the other. So for an example, once we get to the end of the season and we're going to watch Coda, we will spend the episode in which we watch Nomadland. Spending the time connecting Nomadland to Coda, figuring out a way that those two movies connect to one another. However, we felt for the first 10 episodes, it'll be really difficult for Nadeem and I to be able to connect these movies to one another because, like, we just don't know old Hollywood and it would involve us doing, like, research beforehand and that's just, like, disingenuous and yeah. we want to be as genuine and natural with you as we can be. So we are challenging each other with different movies each week to chat to connect to one another. So last week, Nadeem had... Um, or no... What did we do last week?
1: We connected. I had you connect Iron Man three yes. to Jurassic yes. Park.
0: To Jurassic Park, which I did. Mm-hmm. And now I, Nadim, mm-hmm. challenge you to connect Jurassic Park to A Time to Kill.
1: Oh, fascinating!
0: Yes, there is a easy way of doing this, but I wanted to test your film mm-hmm. knowledge Probably and see if not, you can okay. do the easy way. <laughs> Probably so, not. All right. So your timer starts now.
1: Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh my
0: gosh, you got it! <laughs> you figured it out. I'm so yeah. proud. I'm I, so proud I of, of you. I was trying to
1: think. of was like Sandra Bullock, Matthew McConaughey, Tommy Lee Jones, and then it was like someone because else is in this everyone too. Everyone
0: forget Samuel L. Jackson's in Jurassic Park. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. There you go. You did it. Thank you. Very good. Very proud of myself. So proud. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So next next week, you will have to find a movie for me to connect to A Time to Kill. Time to kill. So why A Time to Kill? I, when I was looking at Jurassic Park, I had come up with another one, and it was like very convoluted, and I was like, okay. But then I saw Samuel L. Jackson. I'm like, everyone forgets that he's in it. So why don't I try like just doing a really easy connection? And then A Time to Kill was there because everyone forgets he's in A Time yeah, to Kill, too.
1: You forget yeah. he's in A Time to Kill, as well.
0: He's so young in that one. Yeah. He's young in both Baby. of them. Baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yes... I'm very proud of myself. I'm going to go pat myself on the back. You should. But before I do that, Mita, do you have parting Mm. words for us?
0: I do. Mm. You still think it's beautiful and sweet to die for your country? What a question. I don't think so. I don't think so either. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Thank you very much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for... Cimarron! Yeah! I don't know why we're so excited for Cimarron. Of all the movies.
0: I don't know. It's a fun word to say. Maybe. Cimarron. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the number two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com.
1: As always, keep your pants on, and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.